Oh, beautiful, 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 Mr. Henato. Uh, I'm excited to have you today. How, how have you been? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I, I count it a privilege. Yes. So um, if you are out there listening to us, um, if you are just joining Dine with Emmanuel or my podcast for the very first time, um, I would advise that you go check for um older versions of our podcast we've had um series of podcasts around um sectors of interest and by the way dine with emmanuel Ohanwe is uh, a podcast sitting on a tripod stand of technology entrepreneurship and human capital uh we we have an audience from head of states particularly african head of states um young professionals and um, young entrepreneurs right and this is the first time the very first time we'll be having a guest on our podcast and we are just excited by this because it's a new development we thought it wise to explore um, um bank of knowledge from other um, renowned entrepreneurs and renowned industry experts in the space and we tossed here today is mr Inhana church is popularly known as Mike Made of Steel. <laughs> yeah, it's called Made of Steel for a reason. Yes, he's uh, got some tough skin for, you know, the storm that comes entrepreneurship and some resilient strategies that could help you stay afloat in disruption. And uh, the topic today is not far-fetched from um, his, his, his practice as an individual and as an entrepreneur. Um, we we will be will be dealing on startup funding. Uh, initially, wanted to compound it to startup funding, revenue generation, and profitability. But then, this is a whole lot, man. Like having to discuss about startup funding, discuss about revenue ger- generation and profitability. Um, we 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 try factoring in uh, the the perception of the audience who might want to get real details on these three topics. And so we thought it wise to say, let's have these topics, you know, treated differently um, on different podcasts. So with that, we can have actionable strategies for our audience to, you know, take back home and implement in their businesses, implement in their work, and implement in their life and in government, right? Yes. So, and that is why today we'll be dealing specifically on startup funding and to... To facilitate, to 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 give out, to dish out bowels of knowledge, you know, as regarding this topic, it's Mr. Henacho. He's the founder of Purple Wash. I might be, I might, I might not be um, entirely communicating his profile, but I'll give him the floor to um, properly introduce himself before we go right into the topic of the day. But before we go to that. Um, I'd like to inform you that uh, because you are here, we'll have a package for you, we'll have a reward for you if you get to the end of this podcast. So, hey, have your earpiece, have your earpod, you know, stick to your ears and get glued to this podcast till the end. And you'd, you'd be amazed to, 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 to hear and partake of the resources we'll be giving out for free. We'll be giving out, it could be monetary, but then I don't know. Let's let's wait to the end. Yes. So, Mr. Hinoj, over to you. Just a brief introduction. Thank you so much for coming. A brief introduction. 
Hi, are you there? Hi, Hi, are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay, okay, okay. Looks like we lost you. Okay, I can hear you. I'm still hearing you. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. So, so, so I, I said, um, just give us a brief introduction about yourself before we go head on to the topic of the day. All right, all right. So, like I said um, earlier on, my name is Ihana Chachigozirim Marvelous. Yeah, and I like to describe myself as an entrepreneur in practice. You know, so um, for I'm the founder and uh, custodian. I like to describe that as the custodian of Purple Wash, and um, we are an appearance um, company. And our goal is to take care of our customers' appearance on a consistent basis, right? So um, we we are really focused in the appearance industry. Yeah. So and if that's worth anything, I. I also have a, an engineering degree in the bag. I graduated as a marine engineer from the school. All right, so um, I guess that's enough for now for my profile. All right, over to you, Emmanuel. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by that. Um, a marine engineering graduate um, delving into the, the the appearance industry. I mean, I mean. I mean, yeah, that, I mean is, that is that is that is that, <laughs> wow. Uh, can, can you just give us a bit of your what motivated you to go into that? I know it's not part of the but then, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, that's that's always a fascinating story to tell because every time that I'm invited to speak or uh, uh, um, people want to, people always want to know how did that happen because that's like two words apart literally, but um. The story is that I've always been uh, entrepreneurial in nature, even before I knew what the word meant, right? For far back as 13 years old. So, well, I didn't really know um, that uh, all my personal traits and all of these things were setting me up for this kind of life. So, well, when it was time to choose, I chose to do marine engineering for a very funny reason, you know. You won't believe it. I just chose it because it was so um, different and it felt like it was going to offer much more challenge than every other thing that sounded common, all the electrical and mechanical. It sounds funny, but that was one of the major reasons why I chose that. Yeah, so but while I was um, um, getting my degree, all right, I, I, I couldn't stay focused uh, to, you know, complete the academic uh, responsibilities i was always in trouble for being in one business or the other and all of that and all of that so uh, one way or the other i saw this gap in the industry all right so yeah there are you know there are people that literally want um, their appearance to be taken care of have you ever heard of doctors who don't you know they don't they don't know what to wear when to wear it or you know they don't yeah. have uh, yeah so they don't know when, uh, how to uh, make choices and all of that and all of that yeah. and so we 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 started out as a um, laundry service and then when we got into this space we began to have um customers access for you know recommendations and recommendations things like, yeah mm. things like okay um package these um clothes according to the way you you think they should be worn so we found ourselves arranging shirts and trousers and 
you know that kind of thing in different kind of ways and then we found that okay this could be a, another opportunity for us mm. so you know busy professional yeah so you get the point you get the point so mm-hmm. that is the story of entrepreneurship it starts as something and then it becomes something else along the line so we never knew mm-hmm. that um, we were an in, in an appearance business until we were neck deep in and then mm-hmm. we found that the market mm-hmm. was actually demanding for something more than what we were offering and so that's how we got here wow wow i i i love that of that evolution coming in andromat trying to work and then you are able to spot out opportunity you know in the process of offering service to these customers that you are now latching on the opportunity that is and i think that's that's a trait of entrepreneurship that entrepreneurship cultivate and begin to cultivate being able to be open to um, opportunities in the markets they play ウェルトライブオンライブオンアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブアハブ
right? Nobody knew that we were going to be able to um, have an ecosystem that was this robust. But right here we are today. However, however, considering uh, the viability of startups in comparison with the West, all right, there's that's there's lots to say around that. All right. So, but first, first I like to say that um, it is very obvious. All right, startups in the West startups in the west have a greater chance of surviving than you know startups you know in africa and even in nigeria right so because you know there are lots of things that go into making an ecosystem what it is and that ecosystem has to continue to feed into itself to continue to grow right so there is the funding aspect of it there is the um, the talent which is very very important and then there is the um, you know there, there are lots of things that need to be happening all at once to make an ecosystem to you know produce successful companies uh, and startups take for instance um, in the US all right the ecosystem the the, the uh, startup ecosystem started as far back as 1994 near about all right if i'm even getting that right maybe much earlier than that right so it is only it is only fair to say that that ecosystem is way more way more older than the african um, tech ecosystem we only woke up from uh, sleep let's say 2000 and 2006 there about starting with the, the likes of Iroko and Co and all of those guys right and all of those people and Jumia and Iroko and all of those guys and all of those people you know had to pay the price of you know building a company where there was no strong ecosystem to support it there was no support system at all right they, they literally had to do everything on their own and build out everything from scratch so you know, lots of things. Facilitates the growth of an ecosystem. Take the US for things that are put in place to make sure that, you know, um, small companies that are up and coming have a chance to survive compared to here in Africa. You know, if you look at Dell computers, you are, you are still there with me, yeah? If you if you look at um, Dell computers, uh, one of Dell's first contracts, right, was for government parastatals and you know what have you. So even when he didn't have um, lots of um, outside customers, that business was able to uh, um, do fairly well just on um, government contracts. And remember that Michael Dell himself was still a very young and um, small boy at. at at that time right so things like this play a very large role in uh, fostering uh, the growth of an ecosystem right so if you compare that with the african ecosystem you would see that um, you see that uh, there are lots of things that make the difference there are lots of things that make the difference now also, can you hear yeah. me Oh, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Though, though we, I, I think I suspected some issue, um, a, a, a network breach, uh, which affected your volume. Okay. But, but I can hear you, but not so clearly. Okay. 
Okay, should I take that again? Can you can you should I take that again? Should I take that again? Oh, okay, yes. Um, I think you should take it again. So okay. I can get it clearly. Mm. All right. So um, like I said, um, Western startups obviously have a better chance at success than African um, the African counterparts because the ecosystem there is mature. All right, and you know. Uh, one of the things that helps an ecosystem to mature is, uh, you know, one of the things that helps an ecosystem to mature and robust is how many um, challenges that ecosystem has gone through. Right? And the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s played a major role right, in making the uh, startup ecosystem seen in the West to be robust. Right? Uh, many years now down the line, you can see that there are it's it's very easy to find lots of hundred million dollar startups in the US. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Emmanuel, are you still there with me? Are you still there with me? Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, 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 yes, 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 I can hear you. All right, so I was saying that um, it's easy to find lots of $100 million companies in the US, all right? Uh, in the US, Canada area, but we, we we only have one unicorn in Nigeria, right? Flutterwave. And um, Paystax $200 million exit is such a big news. And, uh, you know, make no mistakes, that that is, that is a very big positive for our whole ecosystem. All right, so... You know, the 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 ability for the American ecosystem to incubate lots of, uh, say, hundred million dollar companies is is uh, higher than what we have here in Africa, and that's 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 because there are lots of things responsible for that. Uh, policy, government policy, for one, is uh, one of the reasons why the ecosystem has not got to there are lots of a thousand and one reasons why um, the um, American ecosystem or the Western ecosystem is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me?
Okay. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, so so you were sharing um beautiful thoughts around Dell before we had um a network um, problem. So All so right. could you please just complete your thoughts there and then um expand into some other um, content you wanted to release before we go to the next question. Okay, so so like I like I was saying, um, the the one of the things that affects the robustness of an ecosystem um, has a lot to do with the um, prevalent um, policy, um, um, the prevalent um, environment and policies around the, the community. So, so for example, like I was saying, there as a very young company was able to do contracts for most uh, government organizations and if you notice even till today uh, Dell has its contracts with various uh, American government agencies tied down to today if you are very observant you will notice that in most of your movies and even in real life until... yeah yeah it looks like your your voice is a bit dim um, okay okay so if you is it better now beautiful all right so mm-hmm. if you if you look at um, uh, um, up until apple most of um, the american government computer equipments were supplied by dell and dell tied down most of these contracts and developed most of this relationship when it was still a very young unknown company i mean dell was not even yet in the uh, billions yet before uh, he could do most of these contracts for lots of government agencies. So, but the question is, in our own ecosystem, how many of our startups are able at their very infancy um, to get contracts from um, government ag- agencies to mm, mm, their establishment mm. even before they have mm. their first paying customers and all of that? You know, lots of people do not know also that um, the success of um, SpaceX and even Tesla by extension is because uh, 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 those companies are located in the US, right? Mm. Tesla could, cannot succeed in any other economy than in the United States economy. Right? So the um, interesting the uh, renewable energy credits that uh, you know, if, if you go and look at um, Tesla's financials, you find out that they make more money from renewable renewable energy credits that they get they get from the government than even from their actual sales, right? Of course. So, that's that's um, something to note. Also at SpaceX, while they were preparing for the last um, for the last spaceship, that last um, flight that they had that succeeded, Elon Musk was saying that if that flight did not succeed, the company would go, you know, literally bankrupt. But when they succeeded, they had to sign the contract with the um, space agency of the United States, and you know, yes. till now. Right? They don't have paying customers, but that company is doing very, very well because of the ecosystem that it finds itself. Everything works for it. The policy, the funding, the mm. talent, and everything mm. that constitutes a successful So contrast that with what is happening here in Africa, and let's use uh, Nigeria as a case study, right? Uh, mm. We have only one unicorn in Flutterwave, and then we had um, Paystack, right? And, you know, uh, Paystack's exit of... Uh, 
of 200 million dollars was celebrated as a national um, <laughs> was celebrated as a national event right <laughs> we were all excited for them yeah, that, yeah, was just, yeah. that was just 200 million dollars and make no mistake uh, while that looks small in comparison to the west is such a huge win for the African te- African ecosystem because yeah. for all the local investors and all the foreign investors that inve- for the foreign investors it showed that okay really um, um, exits could come out of African startup because that has been the problem of most investors mm-hmm. are, are we going to be able to make an exit successful are we going to be able to take out our capital successfully is that going to be possible right mm-hmm. therefore most of the local investors it was a moment of truth for them it was a moment of validation you know we have lots of um, um high net worth individuals who have refused to in, invest in the um, innovative um, um, projects and all, all of that you know so people mm-hmm. prefer to put their money in fixed deposit or build hotels that nobody will lodge in you know than to invest it in in, in, in a startup right so all the likes of uh, all the likes of um, Dr. Ola Brown and Jason himself and all those guys that invested that exited and, and, you know it was it was um, it was a validation for them that okay this thing works right so if you if you look at the american ecosystem there are too many in fact 100 million dollar companies are insignificant right but, but over here that's not the case and lots of things are responsible for that but but, but you know I, I think i've done justice to you know, making that comparison between western uh, uh, startup ecosystem and um, and then the nigerian ecosystem and a lot could be said also for the east versus europe right it's a mm. different story when you go to china and singapore and also a very different story when you go to europe for instance now in europe uh, one of the greatest com- software companies to come out from europe is sap and sap is such an old company right mm. it, it's it's you don't have lots of uh, you don't have lots of great news in the uh, um, startup tech ecosystem coming out from europe like that right you know mm. it 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 took a Patrick Collison to leave Ireland in the UK to come to Silicon Valley to build a Stripe, right? You know, so wow. it, it, it says something oh, about so, so Stripe. Stripe actually was a, a Europe sub thing, but was built in in Silicon Valley. Okay, so Stripe, um, Patrick and his brother um, John are from Ireland, right? They are yeah. Irish, all right. So, but. Um, they, they they were they were two time uh, they were two time members of Y Combinator, all right. So what I was just trying to uh, um, draw from that was that living in Ireland, they probably wouldn't have been able to build out Stripe. Yeah, to lose Stripe today. Why? For the simple reason that you have just raised the ecosystem. The ecosystem. There, there is no. Um, the ecosystem is lacking the robustness that it needs to support. A company of that scale so it makes it only makes sense that they moved over to silicon valley to build that and, and, and you know you see that too in most of the requirements that investors have for founders all right you know there are some times that signing a check is conditional on relocating the startup to silicon valley or mm-hmm. in africa here is conditional on relocating the startup to lagos for instance when uh, jason and joko of virokoti if you wanted to sign a check for hotels.ng in the early days mm-hmm. the one of the major agreements was that 
Mark himself was going to relocate from Calabar to um, Lagos. And, you know, uh, Mark was intending to spend most of his life in Abuja that was much more peaceful. But, you know, Abuja does not have that same, you know, robustness you know, that, uh, that Yaba in Lagos provides for startups. So, you know, the question of, of uh, from effective ecosystems are very, very important. Oh, oh, oh! That's 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 uh, that's amazing, and I, um, um, um. So, so it means government should begin to do well in policies, and and giving out contracts to starters, more or less. Um, um, yes, yes. You see, you see, most of the times um, um, in tech, we are we are you know, we we are deceived or we 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 tend to be delusional about the fact that governments and policies are way more important than we are, we realize all right mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't go further than the policy of your land allows no matter how smart or how intelligent you are and you can see how that accounts for the talent drain that we have come to notice in our way because most of our talent can't express themselves in this um, ecosystem so because of the limits that that, that you know the policies have placed on them so there is a whole lot that government could do but you know in the absence of that we can only do what we can we can only try our best and you can see that uh, lots of companies are doing what they can to to um to maneuver and to you know um, find success oh, interesting this this has been very very wonderful and expository uh, um, um just to move to the next question, I know you have a lot to say about um, comparison between African startups and um, startups in the West. And I also love the fact you went ahead to you know touch a bit of the East and then brought in Stripe as a as a case study, which is quite um, relatable. Um, so, 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 what do you think about attracting funding in, in, in into Africa? Generally, as, as whether as governments, startups, uh, foreign direct investment, do you think we're doing well? You know, and 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 what factors do you think are keeping us behind? So let me just take the two questions together. So do you think we're doing well in getting this funding? You know, what factors do you think is keeping us behind? And then, um, um, okay, let me leave the last question, uh, which is basically what are your thoughts on what we can do better? Um, um, let's just get done with these two. Um, how do you think, like, what do you think, how do you think we're attracting funding? Are we doing well in attracting funding and uh, what factors are really keeping us behind if actually we're not doing well in funding? But if we're doing well in funding, then that invalidates the um, supporting question. Okay. Um, well, the question of foreign direct investment is a, is a dark dragon with many heads, all right? So uh, mm-hmm. there are many variables involved. Okay, so lots of things are involved um, in attracting um, foreign direct investment. And uh, furthermore, there is still a whole lot of requirements when you become space specific about what area you want to at- attract um, foreign direct investment, right? So, but um, I- I'll just, let, for, for, for the purpose of our talk, I'll just focus on the um, tech ecosystem right because that would do our listeners a lot more good than um, compared mm. to um, governments foreign foreign. Mm. yeah so 
concerning uh, attracting funding in in Are, are you there? It looks like um, there's a bridge in the network. Okay, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. you say concerning that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said we, we've lost you again. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, now. Yes, now. Okay, all right. So we've come a very long way, right? If, if you go back to look at the numbers uh, as far back as um, uh, as far back as um, 2010, 11 even up to 2016, we were not even having up to $500 million flowing in into Africa as a whole as uh, investments in startups, all right? But as of 2020, we did... Uh, roughly two billion dollars in investments mm. in african startup that that's a lot that's a lot but you know uh, we could do a whole lot more than that we could do a whole lot more than that so uh, the reason why uh, we are probably not touching the roof yet or was probably not uh, yeah, yeah just, to get, just to get a billion dollars right, right? yes oh, oh beautiful as of 2020 in the in the year of the lockdown right we were mm-hmm. we did we did um we did 20 we did two to about two billion thereabouts okay two billion dollars yes and even the numbers coming in this year for the first quarter per a report from um, tech point shows that what we did this uh what the nigerian tech ecosystem did in the first quarter is uh, I think more way way a lot of lots of magnitude more than what it did in the first quarter of last year. All right. So mm, there, there, there is surge. Yes, there's a surge and there's there's lots of improvement. Uh, however, however, we could be doing much better than we are currently doing. And so the number one reason why we are not there yet is first is um the stability of our ecosystem or if you would like the stability of our economy all right the african um, 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 the african ecosystem tech ecosystem and nigeria particularly is very very fragile all right so mm-hmm. let's let's take for example what happened to gokada and max.ng and uh, um, you know lots of cryptocurrency based uh, startups like patricia and co right so government wakes up one morning and then passes one decree or the other or implements one policy or uses one executive order and investors funds are down the drain by the singular reason of that announcement right so gokada for one was doing excellently well in lagos and they were beginning to expand into uh, many other places right but then one morning we all just woke up to that news so every investor is every investor is looking for a fairly stable um, economy to invest in a fairly stable um, um, you know space Nobody wants to put their money into a place that is highly volatile mm. when they are not sure that, you know, because there are too many variables involved in 
running a successful business and you don't want to add to the complexity of that you know mm-hmm. all right all right so if 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 the laws that are controlling the land where you operate seem to be unstable it will be very in fact that is one of the biggest problem that um, startup founders in africa and particularly in nigeria are having all right places like south africa and kenya and egypt are probably doing much better and even ghana are doing much better than nigeria because in the last um, four or five years the, the nigerian uh, ecosystem has been so unstable right inflation mm. is inflation is true so there was this funny um, chit chat we were having on twitter the other day so there was this founder that was reporting his earnings all right so um his earnings were up in naira but <laughs> they were down when you convert it to dollars for for the investors to see so while he was reporting an increase in you know revenue and all of that it still did not mean anything for the investors because inflation has had taken over you know everything so you know it it it, it i feel lots of sympathy for um, a lot of um, um, a lot of um, nigerian startups you know because that, that a, a lot of the work they do gets undone by the level of incompetence that um, we have in the overall leadership of the country right so it's it's really it's really not easy for them so no, first thing we have to get right is if if anybody has a hack around uh, becoming uh, becoming uh, 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 becoming insulating themselves rather from the uh, effect of the immediate economy around them which i think is highly uh, um, uh, difficult to do so we we need to fix that issue of you know, instability which is something that is really not in the hand and then the next thing is the next thing that affects uh, the quality of funding that comes into an ecosystem i hope you're still there with me clearly clearly, clearly. all right so another thing that affects um funding you know coming into an ecosystem is the quality of the team all right this is so important and this is one of those things that is still in the sphere of control of the founder all right so every 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 investor that knows their So that uh, the founder and the founding team can get the job done right you don't just throw money at problems you don't just throw money at problems because no matter how much you have right you are going to spend it if you don't have the right team so many times it's not even the idea that matters it's the quality of the hmm. quality of the team determines uh, if yes if the, if if the uh, investor is going to sign a check right so and the and, and, and you know the quality of of the team is something that um, is something that develops or grows with the ecosystem right the quality of uh, talent that we have in the nigerian tech ecosystem uh, is different entirely different from what we have used to have in the 2010s and 2011s right now there is actually a bustle in the uh, in the talent market global talent market for nigerian talent right 
Mm. You won't believe the number of um, 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 Nigerian um, engineers and designers working for startups in the UK and in the US. Like, there is a very high demand for Nigerian engineers and designers, all right? So, um, and that is that that is why you see um, and 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 a very uh, noticeable spike in the quantity of funding that comes in at once. All right, go look at what OPE raised last year or two years ago. I think OPE did a $120 million raise. All right, go look at uh, Flutterwave. Flutterwave's recent raise what it was a $170 million at a $1 million valuation raise. And you can't doubt the uh, quality of the engineering talent at Flutterwave because of how seamless the work that they do is. Same thing with Paystack and all of our, our shining um, uh, our shining examples in the Nigerian tech ecosystem, right? So talent is very, very important. The quality of um, talent in an ecosystem determines to a very great extent um, how much funding comes into that ecosystem. And, and, and we are beginning to see lots of improvement. Right? So I think those two things are the two most important things every other thing could be you know um, really taken care of but you see the issue of um, uh, instability of um, the ecosystem and then um, the talent that is available to do to get the job done are the two most important um, things that determine how much funding comes into uh, any uh, particular space so 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 we've got to have we've got to get um, a stable environment yes stable ecosystem that can attract funding yes and, and then build that necessarily if they might not necessarily continue the idea but the the, the quality of the team can always can always you know by votes I if an idea is not working because of the, the resource exactly. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Oh, beautiful beautiful exactly. oh, okay so so so, so um, um the, the next question, the question had, um, about, about your thoughts but then there might be one of the things like what are your thoughts on what we can do better to increase um startup funding in africa um, identify the factors that is keeping us behind so one might logically see um doing the reverse is the answer to the problem so are there other things you want to share um okay um, um okay the things that we need to do to um attract more funding right obviously we are to a very large extent helpless on the issue of how stable or unstable the the economic situation of our space is all right but one other thing that we can do is you know look for very genuine original problems right Mm. many times and these days you see lots of um fancy startups there are startups that have no business in africa that have no business operating in africa it's not their time yet let's take for instance right um um, um 
you know, a company like Amazon could not be founded in a place like Nigeria. It, that, that, that's just no possibility. Mm. It's just no possibility because, you know, Amazon was was riding on the back of a, a very robust um, logistics uh, system in the U.S., all right? They took advantage mm. of the United Parcel Service right, to distribute their books and all of that stuff. And remember that the United Parcel Service is a loss-making business that is funded by the taxpayers' money, all right? So if the United Parcel, United, uh, Parcel Service was not in existence, Amazon would not be able to, would not have been able to get off the ground. So uh, take that and, um, 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 you know, overlay it on the challenges that Jumia is having in Africa and Nigeria, particularly, all right? You know, I feel mm. lots of sympathy for um, companies that are doing, that are in the e-commerce space because it's so difficult. First of all, the problem of e-commerce was payments, all right? And then um, all these guys jumped in and then payments has been solved now. But logistics to a very large extent has not been solved yet. Nigeria, for one, is not a properly mapped place, okay? You can't type in um, the address of a home in Oshobo and have the map direct you di- um, exactly to, the, to that place. So except mm-hmm. for some upscale places in Lagos and, and in Abuja and maybe Port Harcourt and all of that place, it's really difficult to track down addresses and all of that. And then sometimes you order stuff online and the cost of delivering it makes um, you know purchasing that item unreasonable and all that. So imagine an Amazon trying to to uh, trying to you know succeed or you know make some headway in a place like uh, Nigeria. It wouldn't have been possible. So yeah. not that uh, not that Jumia is not a, a company with a valid proposition, but you know there are also there are lots of other companies that. You know, you know, they just hear about things that are happening in the West and then they just want to exactly replicate it here in Africa. Right? So I think that we need to, because um, um, uh, most startups in the West have succeeded because uh, they were built on top of a very solid uh, infrastructural foundation, right? So um, imagine, I, I used to have a funny joke to make that the next Mark Zuckerberg um, is from Africa, but the problem is that he doesn't have light to code, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, case for the West is that they leverage the infrastructure that has been made available, all right, and they are maximizing it to create value. And that infrastructure was built mostly with the taxpayers' money and by the government. But in the case of Africa, it is going to be that it is startups that will have to take on the responsibility of building the infrastructure that we need. Case in point is main one, all right? Uh, Mrs. Funke Obeke at uh, main one, all right? The uh, undersea cable that they built to connect um, Africa all the way from Portugal and all of that. You can look that up to find out really well. But you see, it, it took that company linking us up for us to get can you can you, can you come in with that company main one possible to yeah, spell main one m a i n o n e main one is oh, okay. is is the founder and it it it, it took her it, it took it, it, it took her it, it took her walking to hell literally to bring that company to fruition but you know those are the kind of companies that uh, 
make the internet possible in Nigeria and in Africa today. And it was not the government that built it. All right. So, so the infrastructure that we need, all right, even this infrastructure that we need is going to be built in uh, in Africa by startups. And you know, that's one thing that um, lots of people um, do not understand. There are many um, uh, um, startups that will find it difficult to succeed, except they tackle the problem from the very root. Right. Another case in point is fintech. Right? We have lots of success in um, the fintech ecosystem, but that is, you know, even though we have come to demonize banks today, but all of the success we have with uh, fintechs today wouldn't have been possible without the background work that um, the financial institutions the banks and co have done all right without the work that the banks have done before now and all of that right? it, it wouldn't have been possible interswitch wouldn't have been able to operate if they were the first people to start educating people about using atm cards and all of that mm-hmm. so you see unlike in the u.s where the government was very um, you know took the initiative to build out some um, lots of things you know there is the steel industry there is a uh, regular and um, robust power system there is uh, um, the logistics ecosystem all of these things you know um, the government were doing those things before um, private businesses got into them in the case of africa it's going to be um, literally um, businesses doing this groundwork which is very very difficult and that's why you see uh, a company like uh, netflix is able to become a global company while uh, our own dear Iroko is you know, not exactly you know, uh, um, uh, making waves on the global scene and all of that so it's it's a difficult job for founders down here in africa because more than building their products, they also have to build the infrastructure that those products will sit in. So to attract funding, right, you have to have a valid idea that works, not just some fancy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A valid idea that works. Something most preferably that goes to the root of the infrastructural problem in the, in the ecosystem. Lots of things are wrong with lots of things are wrong with our business landscape here in Nigeria. So you know any 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 startup that focuses on the infrastructure aspect of things is going to really is going to really really do um, amazing things wow, wow. Be- be- beautiful. beautiful so 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 a take home startups should begin to look at the the gaps we have in infrastructure yes uh, yes yes and begin to begin to curate solutions yes Hello, I can't hear you. Okay, you're back now. Yeah, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, yes. startups should, uh, should uh, begin to have gen- problems that are solving, that are solving you know, um, generation of real problems. Yes. Uh, There's some fancy ideas that uh, might not have them in the past. Yes, if allow me to allow me to make a very quick example. Take 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 the um, um, e-commerce space, for example. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. lots of people are doing lots of things on Instagram and WhatsApp statuses. Lots of people have lots of things to to send, right? but 
until we fix the logistics uh, the logistics aspect of this thing right it's 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 always going to be in its infancy stage we are not we have not even scratched the surface of e-commerce in nigeria until somebody puts their foot down and fixes logistics properly collates and does the hard you know everything about logistics you know is everything about logistics is real and hardware all right so mm. this is not something that you're going to be sitting in a room and write code alone to solve this is something that while you write code you're going to have to go out there and literally map the places right so let's take for instance now in the u.s places are properly mapped by the government but i think that startups that are going to succeed in this logistics thing would have to do that mapping job on their own all right mm. you have to go as far as doing the mapping job on their own you will have to um, uh, co-locate places and all of those things and triangulate locations and you know uh, um, position riders and all of those things and i even envisage a situation in future where small packages will have their own highway just like the rail lines you know that are carrying the trains you know mm. function i research sometimes that, 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 yes that's 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 a very um, that's a very um, uh, that's a very that's a very long one though but i envisage a situation where if we can leapfrog what the world has currently and move over to building dedicated channel for small package um, mm. logistics all right all right just imagine a hyperloop but for packages something like that you know, somebody can order from for food from lagos in a place like Aba, and then it gets to them in less than 15 20 minutes hot and fresh uh, I, I, that, that's beautiful i, I think um, an image was resting um when a long special panels for his cars yes cars yes, yes um over there in the us there is work currently going on in um, you know um, um, richard branson has a virgin uh, hyper mm-hmm. All right, mm. and then Elon Musk too um, had some theories around that. I don't know if they are building that out yet, but you know, it just encapsulates people and then shoots them at a speed that is literally unbelievable to their um, location. And they won't lose consciousness. They won't, <laughs> and they won't lose consciousness. They won't lose consciousness. They won't lose consciousness. <laughs> they won't lose consciousness. But you know, when you look at that, the possibility that that has for smaller packages, all right, you know, the cost of building that out will be much much smaller. And then uh, the terrain issues that you have with the um, current hyperloop development now, you won't have that because okay, these packages are not human beings, so all the sharp bends and all of that that you will probably have to design for if it were human beings, you wouldn't have to bother about that. So just imagine a tunnel stretching out all the way from um, um, Onicha Market to Lagos, all right? And then somebody just sees something that they like um, online and then they order it. And then this person sends it from a drone to the, um, to the, um, um, delivery, to the, um, the delivery station. And then he uses the tube to send it all the way from Lagos down to the person that needs it in something like that you know 
you know, you know technology looks very uh, reasonable and crazy until it comes to reality but i look forward to a future like that and i believe it to be amazing for very small packages beautiful beautiful i, I wish time can in fact um 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 this quote of topics have come man and we'll be so privileged to have you we'll be not so soon so privileged to have you some other time on this channel like i i i was able to um have a mental picture of um dissecting the problems surrounding you know the netflix versus the roku why is it yes yes guys guys but that is not why i know you are popped up here I'm, I'm considering that in the future, um, uh, a future series, uh, because I feel it's something we have to really dissect so that businesses can really understand um, um, the advantages or what exactly what or what what is what is keeping Iroko at where it is, and Netflix is all over the places, all over the world. The same viability, startups we've been discussing in comparison, um, African startups. I, I was also looking at the. I, I feel, I feel this podcast might not be able to um, extensively address the commerce um, challenges. Uh, you've made a lot of points here. If it was to be a separate podcast. Um, um, would have um, intensively. I am hoping that that might come in future um, series. And 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 um, if if that will be if that will be we'll, we'll write you formally invite you want to appeal that if you want invite and uh, by the way we have a graphic for this we'll be forwarding it to you. Uh, okay. So much for this content. Thank you so much for um, giving out, um, giving out, giving out knowledge that would make entrepreneurs months to months to years to get from books. And by the way, we just jumped on this podcast. I'm on to this she goes ring. I call Mike made of skin because he's got off skin for the storms facing and He's got some resilient strategies that they help entrepreneurs um, 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 stay afloat in this world, right? And today we talked about startup funding and literally expanded, you know, some other factors affecting um, startup in Africa, making comparison with the West and also It has been an amazing time. Hiana Chong, Hiana founder and so um there's a lot we've been that we've taken out from here uh, as entrepreneurs you don't just bring up problems that are not existing or you bring up solutions but not addressing problem um as entrepreneurs we should be able to identify pain identify gaps uh, we should be able to 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 solve infrastructure problems um, like here, right? You pointed out uh, if you if you can 
create a niche for yourself in closing gaps in the infrastructure foundation of, um, of, of startups in Africa, you can give yourself a big service, a big good. Um, well, uh, so, so, so if you've gotten to this point of the podcast, I'd like to tell you congratulations. Uh, you, you, you've you've uh, qualified to get uh, access to the reward we have for patients, listeners. Yes. So, so mm-hmm. if you've gotten to this point, I want to advise that you call three seven zero. Yeah, three four nine three zero nine seven five seven five. Just chat up this number on WhatsApp. Say, hey, um, listen to this podcast. This point, and um, you need the reward. The reward is um is a reward I can't quantify. Uh, in in any currency, right? Been able to attach a price tag to it, but but then it's very valuable. Uh, uh, we hope to see you while you come into uh, DM. So it has been a very nice, a very nice, amazing, and illustrative session with with with, with uh, Mr. Mr. So Mr. Nachotikozi, we want to thank you. You have final thoughts to share with uh, before we call it uh, for the day. Well, uh, uh, I, final thoughts are always that uh, you know Africa will eventually rise. We would eventually um, get to that stage, and who knows? Probably leapfrog lots of things. Right? We've already done that in the past, and nothing says that we can't do it in the future. So let's all keep building. Let's all get down and uh, make sure that we are solving genuine problems yeah so that's 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 what Th- I'm thank, you so thank you so much and thank you so much it's a privilege to have you in, thank you for having me cast and 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 and, and, and yes again uh, audience, peculiar audience, uh, young professionals, young professionals, like you, if, if you had followed um, vividly the session, discussed a lot around government policies, government policies, um, the ecosystem, the viability of startups in the African space, and then what government startups should be doing. There's a lot to discuss, but uh, because we value time, time. And, uh, and uh, we also value the, the schedule of our guests uh, on, on, to, on to this show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming by. And I want you to stay glued to this podcast for the next series. Thank you very much.